This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things rides, shows, attractions, news. If it happens in a theme park, it happens here on Annual Pass. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, I am joined, as always, by my lovely, talented, and beautiful co-host, BK. Hi, Beeks. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. What about yourself? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. We got some fun stuff planned today. We're trying something a little bit different today mm-hmm. on today's episode of Annual Pass. We're going to be talking about some news stuff today. Okay, news. Dive in, though, there's, some, there's some big news stories out there. I got a couple smaller ones, kind of one big one we can kind of okay. talk about. Maybe explain some stuff a little bit about, you know, for some things going on to people. I kind of yep. give them Please. the TLDR version of the kind of larger news stories. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see how that goes. We're trying something a little different here for Annual Pass. Hopefully you guys like it. Let us know if you do. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media stuff. We're your annual underscore pass over on Twitter and on Instagram. We are annual pass pod over on TikTok and YouTube.com slash annual pass. You can go there if you want to see the video version of the podcast, which might include some pictures or links and stuff like that that we can't do in audio versions because not a lot of not a lot of visuals in audio versions no. of podcasts. No, there isn't, Jack. Alas. <laughs> Alas, so uh, yeah, and also store.roosterteeth.com, pick up some merchandise that supports the podcast, and we would really appreciate that. So let's kind of dive into it. So let's talk about some news. I've got a couple shorter news stories here that we can kind of comment about, and then one larger one I'll kind of get into. Actually, I was working on making a whole video about the larger news stories, but I'm like, we can just do this as a podcast. So that's kind of what we're doing about today, and also... It keeps changing rapidly, so I figure we'll talk about it here. But before we dive into the big one, let's talk about some quick news hits. How about this, BK? You and I, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, we covered a fun little walkthrough attraction called Poseidon's Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember we covered that? We talked about Taylor, who was like your guide, mm-hmm. and like Poseidon. And how there were it, two different versions. Yeah, was like, you know, Jeremy Irons was in the first version right. or whatnot. Uh, they just spent like, you know, six months rehabbing the thing. It's been reopened now for about a year. Okay. Uh, it's shutting down. <laughs> what? It's shutting down in like a week. May 9th. Is the last That's day. That's so quick. They for, announced it and then boom. Yeah, yeah. It's like they announced this a couple weeks ago, but uh, Poseidon's Fury is shutting down. Wow. Which is interesting because there's nothing going to replace it very quickly. They're not opening up anything new in, Epi- or in, in Islands of Adventure right now. Um, and they've said they're going to replace it with, quote, new experiences. Not a new attraction. Plural. Not a new ride. But new experiences. And so that could be any number of things. Uh, Alicia and Ian over at the theme park stop there, or Alicia actually, she went on a thing kind of talking about some possibilities of what it could be. A lot of people obviously, you know, uh, the Wizarding World is right there. It could expand into it Mm. maybe, you know, because really the only thing left of Lost Continents was Poseidon's Fury. Uh, really, Poseidon's Fury, Mythos, the restaurants, mm-hmm. and then the Talking Water Fountain. Yeah, that was about it. That's about the only things from uh, you know Lost Continent that are still around. And so, you know, rumor has been for a long time that maybe we'll see Hyrule pop up, like it might be Legend of Zelda. Um, Alicia made a case for Animal Crossing, which was interesting. I never thought about that, but uh, it could be kind of cool because it could literally be an island, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah. in the last one, it's like, oh, we can make an island, uh, this Islands of Adventure, make an island for Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Nintendo stuff now. Who knows what it'll be? Are you, Do you feel sad by the loss of Poseidon's Fury? I mean, only a little bit. Yeah. Like, I feel like I saw it coming, but like, we did talk about how they just like refurbished it and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be around a little longer. Yeah. I don't know if maybe there was tech issues with it that it's, it just cost too much to run. To keep it up. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure. It seems odd to shut this thing down because there's literally, between now, between uh, the in Dr. Seuss area and Wizarding World, there's mm-hmm. nothing now. And so. 
Yeah, like why that's even go big, on that side? That's a big chunk of the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you kind of walk through it to get to you know Velocicoaster or you get to Wizarding mm-hmm. World. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. So that's that's kind of big deal. But if you want to ride it, you have between now and May 9th. Oof. I was just out there uh, last week for the uh, the springtime surprise races at Disney, and I tried to get out for it, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to. So I, really? I missed my last opportunity to no. go check it out. So I think the last time I went on this attraction was probably about three years ago at this mm-hmm. point because i missed the you know from the refurb so alas but that's that's sad but hey you know rides come and go that's what happens hopefully yeah. there'll be something cool there in the future and um they'll figure out what to do with like the whole sinbad stunt show there's a lot of room over there they can do some fun stuff that's with. what i'm saying they might as well just redo the whole thing like it makes sense maybe more wizarding world like i know there's been talks of different areas in the universe popping up so yeah. it'd be cool but kind of hit all the major spots except for what the Ministry of Magic which is like which is coming to Epic already Universe, a yeah. thing so I don't think they'll do that I think they might do something different yeah yeah so hopefully we we'll get something cool hopefully we we'll get something Nintendo related or yeah. something unique that we're or, not expecting you know so. Dr. Seuss let's just dive into it yeah, let's make it, it bigger expand Dr. Seuss land I don't know you need a kid demographic I don't know man <laughs> I'm just spitballing that's true that's true alright let's, <laughs> let's jump into another one speaking of Universal and speaking of Wizarding World so uh, there is a rumor floating right now apparently Universal is is kicking around the idea of removing, taking out 3D from Gringotts, from Escape from Gringotts, which is oh, the attraction yeah. over at Diagon Alley. Yeah. Um, you know, you walk into the into the bank, into the into Gringotts Bank, and the whole thing is like you're on a vehicle, it's 3D, it's it's Voldemort and uh Bellatrix trying to like stop you and whatnot. 3D show. You wear 3D glasses for that thing. It was made for 3D. Universal apparently is looking into maybe removing the 3D from it. What does that mean? Do you think they're going to replace it with like animatronics or just use I think, the video? I think they're just going to do flat video. I think they just get rid of the 3D aspect of it and move it just to single single vision video. I don't know what you call Honestly, it. Normal video. I don't know if you really need the glasses for that ride, in my opinion. Like there's like one moment or two moments where like a statue throws something at you that yeah. kind of makes yeah. it feel like it's coming at your face. And the fire. And the fire fire as well but like there's so much like physical effects that you feel like the heat of the fire mm. and the rocking of the cart and like blowing of air on you as those things happen that yeah. I wonder if it'll work better and be cheaper for them in the long run that, that's the thing apparently that's a big thing like the cost of you know re- replacing those glasses the cost of cleaning those glasses honestly for me I don't like 3D rides and sure. attractions because I wear glasses normally yeah I know a lot of people and so having to put glasses on top of my glasses awesome. for the 3D it never feels secure I'm always nervous they're gonna rip off and that attraction moves pretty quick yeah. So when you get whipped around with those things on, they've almost come off my head a number of Not times. Not to mention motion sickness, like yeah. the blurry watching it. Like. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that out in California, the uh, f- uh, Forbidden Journey, the inside of mm-hmm. the castle, it was actually a 3D attraction initially. Really? So yeah, so the one out in California, you, you wore 3D glasses for it. And so the, the screen portions of the ride were actually done in 3D and they got rid of it pretty quick. So the one in Florida, I don't think it ever had 3D. Yeah, and, uh, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of depth that you get in the green gods right like because yeah. they're in these big caverns and chasms like not the whole ride i think it'll be fine without it but like there's certain scenes where i'm like you're gonna lose that like fullness of the room a little yeah. bit yeah i mean i i'm not again i'm not a huge fan of 3d but i think it works for that attraction mm-hmm. like it, it certainly is built because you have those massive screens and like yeah it, it kind of it fills out that depth like when you're in like that lava room with us you yeah. know like towards the end it's like you see deep into it and i don't know if that'll play without the 3d glasses you know like they again you see something you know like you know like uh, uh like transformers for example transformers mm-hmm. probably would never work without 3d glasses just right it feels so cool and 
this is basically the same kind of idea with you know the moving around and the screens mm-hmm. and everything. So I, I don't know if it'll work. Let us let us know in the comments over Rooster Teeth yeah. if you think it'll work, whether or not. But that's another big thing. Uh, last of my little quick hits is Pipeline, which is a new coaster opening up at SeaWorld in Orlando. Oh. It's opening up sometime in May. It's a uh, it's a B&M coaster, and it's going to reach a top speed of 60 miles an hour along almost 3,000 feet of track. Okay. And it tops out at about 110 feet tall. Now, the cool thing about this coaster is the the floor actually bounces. What? So it's kind of a standing coaster where it kind of has like a bicycle seat where you kind of sit on that, but your legs are on the floor. And the floor rises and lowers as you move to make you feel like you're actually surfing on a wave. Oh. Which is the first first of its kind like this. And uh, yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. That's and so, so unique. Yeah. And we, we've talked about it with SeaWorld before. You know, SeaWorld very much has pivoted away from like, hey, we're a, a water, you know, a water zoo. Right. To like, now we're doing roller coasters. We're and, an like, amusement park. Exactly. Not, not just an aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever since like Blackfish came out and they got a lot of flack <laughs> for that. It's like, all right, we're, we're still going to, we're going to make roller coasters and make it more of like you know cool parks and so SeaWorld's opened up some really really cool attractions and uh, roller coasters lately and so this is Pipeline the Surf Coaster is what it's called is going to be opening up next month and sounds pretty cool like I definitely want to check it out I haven't been to that SeaWorld since 2005 so I need to get back out to it and check it out I haven't been since I was a toddler so okay. probably 2005. You know what? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. You, you can have that one. Actually, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, that's opening up pretty soon. It sounds pretty cool. B&M makes amazing coasters. And uh, yeah, it, look, it looks neat. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, any any new take on a coaster, I'm always there for. So I'm oh, excited yeah. for that one. So uh, if you do ride it, let us know. I'm very curious to... Uh, I, I know they've been doing tests right now, I think. I don't know if they put people on it yet, but oh, okay. it's uh, it's been it, they've been working on this thing for it's a while. In beta? Alpha or beta vibe? Uh, pre-launch? I'm not pre-launch. sure what it's called. But. <laughs> anyway, that's it for my my short bits. So let's talk about the big news story of the day, which I'm sure you've heard about over the last few months. Uh, so Governor Ron DeSantis down in Orlando, Florida. This you're, man. You're a big fan of him. Yeah, this man. We're going to do our best not to stay political on the podcast. Mm-hmm. No, I, we have our own opinions. And if, if you want to follow us on social media, you can get those <laughs> direct opinions. We'll keep it relatively safe for the podcast here. But um, so I, I've written up a story because Ron DeSantis has been basically in a battle with Walt Disney World. Right, Over right. the last couple months. So, um. I'll kind of so I I wrote out an article that I was going to do a whole piece on and kind of like do a video. I'm going to read to you what that video would have been. Again, this was a couple weeks ago. Stuff has been added since then, uh, but you know we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we need like a good overview. Like what's what's the situation, Jack? Bust it down for me. Here we go. Let me. I'm just going to read this for you. Recently, you may have seen headlines about Florida Governor Ron DeSantis quote taking control of Disney in some form or fashion in the past few weeks. Let me try to explain what is happening for those wanting to know. Back in March of 2022, last year, Governor DeSantis signed into law House Bill 1557, the Parental Rights and Education Bill. It was also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. You've heard, you've heard that in the news and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the section under most scrutiny reads, quote, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So basically, not talk about sexuality with anyone grade three and below. Mm -hmm. But the question pops up, what happens if it's a child from same-sex parents? Or what happens if the teacher has a same-sex partner? Stuff like that. It's like, what's going to happen there? Uh, That's where things got 
got tricky and critics have taken the Florida government to court over this matter. Disney initially stayed out of the conversation surrounding this piece of legislation and it wasn't until continued pressure from critics that CEO that Disney CEO Bob Chapek, who's now gone, finally spoke out against the bill saying, quote, we chose not to take a public position on it because we thought we could be more effective working behind the scenes, engaging directly with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. In response, DeSantis struck back saying, quote, you're a corporation based in Burbank, California, and you're going to marshal your economic might to attack the parents of my state. We view that as a provocation and we're going to fight back against that. What? Yeah. So uh, Disney wasn't the only corporation talking about this stuff. Oh, uh, Okay. He, he he chose Disney well, to go after. when the mouse after. says something, it's like, oh, the, the <laughs> mouse is saying something. Shortly after that, Florida Senate Bill 4-C was created to remove Walt Disney World's control over the Reedy Creek Improvement District, the physical land where Disney parks, resorts, and shopping areas reside. Right, because like Papa Disney like has control of like the whole area. Like it's yeah. not just, oh, I have my amusement parks here. Here it is. It's like, no, we actually own the land and we can make the rules, right? Is yeah. that correct? So okay. it's, it's a Reedy Creek, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, the RCID you may have seen if you've ever driven mm-hmm. around like uh, Hotel Plaza Boulevard yeah. or anywhere by Disney Springs. That's the area of land that Disney resides on. So the, the Reedy Creek District basically popped up. So okay. Florida has more than 1,800 special districts scattered throughout the state. So Reedy Creek itself was not entirely unique. Like there are other special districts all over the all over the state. It's not like Disney are the only people that has no. this type of a situation. Yeah, there yeah. are like lands and areas that are similar. Yeah, like okay. for example, if you've ever heard of the Villages, which is a uh, it's it's well it's a well known like retirement community mm-hmm. in Florida. It's it's uh, it's super conservative. You see a lot of people talking about the Villages in Florida. They're in a special district as well. Like they have their own special districts similar to Reedy Creek. So, mm. founded in 1967, the Reedy Creek Improvement District has the power to create conservation areas, maintain a fire department, create sewer and water systems, and even has permission to build a nuclear power plant if. Whoa. So we going to Disney for the apocalypse. Exactly, exactly. Got it, got it. Uh, essentially, property taxes that are paid for by Disney go towards everything within the Reedy Creek District, and Disney oh. had a lot of say in what those funds would cover. So basically, Disney says, like, we're paying a bunch of taxes. Right. We want to make sure they go to the right things that will support everyone. Right, we want to reinvest in where we are as well. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. And so back in the, you know, back in the day, all of this area that Disney resides on was swamp Nothing, land. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, Florida, they didn't want to develop this. They don't want to suddenly right. have to make roads and stuff. And so Disney's like, listen, we're paying taxes. How about we pay for the roads? We'll maintain them. We'll take care of them up to our standard. Don't worry about us. And the state of Florida is like, cool, you, you know got what? it. Go ahead. Yeah. You have that. Exactly. <laughs> and so not a lot. I mean, there there are people that live in the area. There's not many yeah. residents of Reedy Creek. It's mostly businesses. Because, but there are, though. But there are a few. And yeah. so this is kind of like the, the sort of in-between for all of it. Uh, for what it's worth, Universal Studios and SeaWorld in Orlando both reside at least partially on special districts as well. Oh. Um, so now then. In Senate Bill 4-C, Florida looked to strip Disney of control of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Over the next year, that bill was changed and altered a few times, taking some of the bite out of it once reports showed that destroying the district would actually put taxpayers in Florida on the hook for the debt incurred by Disney on the tune of over a billion (laughs) dollars. So... Like literally in the contract, it said if this if this Reedy Creek district is ever dissolved, the Florida taxpayers have to take on the debt that Disney is covering for the district, which is over a billion dollars. So basically all Florida taxpayers would then have to pay that bill that Disney's been, 
Paying. Yeah, basically like, paying down. Right, you Disney's know? been handling their business, so they have to make a couple of deals. They're going to have, you know, maybe a little debts here, but, they're, you yeah. know, they have a plan. They have finances. <laughs> so if we, like, take that away and Disney's no longer in control, like, who's going to pay for it? Well, it goes to the taxpayers. Yeah, yeah. So. so almost a year later, Florida House Bill 9-B was passed, keeping the district in place, okay. but changing who would be in control of the district to a panel appointed by the governor himself. Okay. This, yeah, here we go. This, this new five-member panel <laughs> was composed of DeSantis supporters and folks from conservative groups in Florida. Uh-huh. So these are people who have given him money over the over the years. His homeboys and, or people, his homies. Yeah, and also there's a lot of regulations and uh, and stuff that went along with that because uh, <laughs> as part of the agreement now for this new board, you cannot have worked with a theme park in the past five years. Like you literally, so like no one from Disney can be on it until five years after they've left Disney. So specific. Why? Why would you want someone who knows how theme parks work to be on a board about theme parks? Anyway, that's wild. That doesn't. Yo, first of all, this is just so (laughs) petty. Like I understand you're upset, but like this is super petty. It gets it gets better. Don't worry. Oh my god. So Disney. Okay. So again, I wrote this a few weeks ago. Things have changed, but Disney's yet to put its full weight into fighting this new district. But we'll see what happens in the next few months. I wrote that before the stuff had happened, which is now very exciting. DeSantis has hinted at running for the Republican nominee for president in the 2024 election, and many critics have argued that all of this debacle has been his attempt to show the party that he means business when it comes to shutting down businesses that push, quote, woke culture. Mm. That's a new thing. Basically, anything bad for Republicans becomes woke. That's Sorry, that's me slipping into politics there. So the Reedy Creek Improvement District will officially change names to the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District on June 1st of this year and assuming everything in, uh, progresses forward. Uh, and we'll likely see DeSantis use this as an achievement to promote him uh, upwards on the Republican Party. Like, right. Look oh, what okay, I did. look, we're doing things. I, I took good. on Disney. I, yeah. fought, I fought business, which is sure. a weird thing for a Republican to say. Anyway, uh, the long and short of it is all we're not entirely sure what this will mean for Walt Disney World. The company has enjoyed over 50 years of self-governance and now they have to work within a framework built by the Republican-controlled government in Florida. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Only time will tell. Uh, So that's pretty much what all I had written and that was about maybe a month ago. So things changed pretty rapidly after that. So the next thing that happened, Disney was very very kind of quiet about the whole thing. They didn't really, uh, they didn't yeah. put up much of a fight. I think they were, they were working in shadows. I think they were like, all yeah. right, let me, let, let's get the big team. Let's get the big dogs so, on this. So the interesting, so the thing was Disney, again, Disney was very quiet. They were like, we look forward to working with a new board to, uh, you know, continue growth in the Florida area and bring tourism dollars to Florida. And sure. so everyone's like, huh? Okay. That's weird. So now this is from them.us, which is a, a great website. Uh, but only a day before, DeSantis assumed control of the district. So this was when the new panel was coming in. Uh, the outgoing board of directors of the of the Reedy Creek Improvement District voted to establish a new development agreement that seemingly torpedoed DeSantis's own scheme in order to prevent the new DeSantis pick board from wielding any real power over Disney. The board signed away any decision-making authority beyond maintaining roads and infrastructure and prohibited the district from using copywritten Disney material, giving the authority to Walt Disney Company itself. 
So, and also using a relatively obscure legal precedent called the, quote, rule against perpetuities, the board declared that their new development agreement with Disney would only expire, quote, 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. <laughs> this means that deal is valid 21 years until after the death of King Charles's youngest currently living grandchild, Princess Lilibet of Sussex, who is almost two years old as of this publication. <laughs> so, Jack, I have a, a full, cool, fun fact update. Go ahead. Totally, definitely a fact. This rules. <laughs> this is some Disney Game of Thrones stuff. This yeah. is, it's the mouse. You so, do not mess with the mouse. So what, what this is, the whole thing about the RAP is what it's called, the Rules Against Perpetuity, is you're not allowed to say this contract goes forever so you have to come up with something where it's like there's a metric tied to it and they and this is a common thing where they'll literally tie it to royalty so there's a precedent for the yeah. use of this metric they just so, don't use it often so what happened was disney's lawyers went like cool you're gonna torpedo this board we can't stop you from doing that but what we can do is basically make the board toothless so in the months leading up to the board being handed over to this new group of right. people appointed by Governor DeSantis, Disney ceded all our, excuse me, Reedy Creek Improvement District ceded all of their power back to the Walt Disney Company. Oh. So essentially everything that they controlled over Disney, they said like, oh, no, no, Disney, you can control it now. Yeah, go ahead, have it. Have it back. The only thing we'll take care of is maintaining roads and infrastructure. So basically like water, sewer, roads, things like that. We'll, we'll make sure we take care of that. And so when the new board showed up, this agreement that happened before they had to then abide by it. it's like what is, they, we have the power of the old board the old board had no power anymore mm. and so uh but the thing is that people lost their minds about is in accordance with the uh i think it's like open state rules or like there, there's some there's some like re, like legal rules that boards like this have to do things publicly they can't be sneaky they can't be shady they made all of these announcements all of this new contract stuff in the open, in public, at public attended meetings. So any of DeSantis's new board members or his, uh, uh, you know, people who wanted to come down for him could have seen this happen. Oh, they could have known. They could have known. Disney, they, I mean, they they brought it up. They talked about it. They spoke about it openly in, during their panel saying, hey, we're going to give all the power back to Disney. Cool. Like, we all vote yes? Cool. Stamped. And literally said it out loud publicly. And then, uh, yeah. And so now the new board came in and went like, what happened? And no, no one was there. No one paid attention to it. They assumed, oh, we got one over on Disney. Disney has arguably the best lawyers on the planet. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so that's why everyone was so confused. Why was Disney so quiet about right. working with the new board? They like they seem like like why is Disney kind of rolling over for nah, this? They said, okay, I see you. Yeah, and sure. So, so Disney was essentially like, oh no, we got it. We're on top of it. And oh no, so, no, say less. Oh, you you want control? Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. give you control. And so this was seen as kind of a slap to the face to DeSantis and yeah. uh, instead of like recognizing that hey maybe I'm overmatched here he is now doubled down. So what? Um, he has come back and said essentially what Disney did was illegal even though 100% it was legal the, the process they did um, and he you know now that they control some of this land here some of it is is you know land that they can develop and there's there's areas that can be developed outside of Disney or it can be public, publicly controlled and recently Governor DeSantis talked about maybe we actually Add toll roads to all of the roads leading to Disney and maybe you know we build like another amusement park in the whole area owned by Disney or maybe even you know we need more prisons in Florida so maybe open up a state prison 
It, in Disney? Yeah. And First so, of all, you are not putting no tolls on I-4. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I'm going to be pissed. I think they're talking about, about like World Drive and uh, 536 okay. I was about to say, listen, listen, that's already too much. That road is a lot. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so DeSantis is now coming out of that, trying to fight back, which is... I don't know if that's a good idea, Ron, I, but... Uh, I just think he just, he just wants money from the mouse, and the mouse ain't giving it. Yeah. I'm sorry. And so, essentially, he's using this as his platform to see, look, look at me fighting back, which is interesting because, you know, re- Republican policy has always been, like, let businesses be businesses, and he's very much attacking a very beloved business. I don't know. It's a whole thing, but is it's it also... Is it the corporate type thing? Like, maybe they're like, oh, like, we support mom and pop, down with the big corporate. No, I think it's more that um, they're, they're exposing policies that maybe his party does agree with. I so. would like to quote one very important scientist, Dr. <laughs> Ichiro Serizawa from the Godzilla series, let them fight. <laughs> let them fight. So I'm here for it. I'll be sipping tea while this plays yeah. out. Let me find out. So uh, literally yesterday, uh, the new Reedy Creek Improvement District, they haven't changed their name yet to the, the Central Tourism Authority Board. I forget what it was called exactly. Uh, the uh, 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 the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, the the CFTAD, um, they they met again. This was like the third time they've met, and they met publicly. And uh, they have, and so they're now using lawyers to try to go after Disney and try to figure out if they can void this new contract that Disney made before I they left. I don't think they're going to do very well. So one interesting thing is uh, they have they have emails from the Walt Disney Company and people working on the old board, essentially kind of planning out what was going to happen. So they're now using that to say, like, hey, maybe Disney had too much of a hand in what the board came up with. Oh. And so now they do it like they actually do have some ammo to maybe fight back on this. But again, Disney's lawyers are, you know, God tier. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, Disney lawyers have changed copyright law multiple times. Right. So it's like these are very, very powerful. And like, I feel like they'd be consulting Disney like or vice versa. Like, yeah. I guess it just depends on the exact information that was shared. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it's like if you're if you're controlling a district that one party owns 90 percent of that right. district, you feel like you would be like, how can we work together? Right. Like, there should be communication. You right? think so. I mean, there's a lot of arguments back and forth mm. and. Uh, it's it's a whole mess, and it's very interesting. And you know the the uh, you know the next presidential election is going to be in a few years, but nominations are going to begin like the end of or like basically the the primary season has kind of begun, and so it'll it'll begin. Uh, what is it next year? I guess mm. is like really when like it gets down to it. And Ron so it's DeSantis, like game time. Yeah, as of right now, Ron DeSantis hasn't declared he, that he's running for president, but everything is showing that he's going to. Mm. Um, there have been like there was some flooding when actually when I was in Florida this past week, there was flooding in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, Ron DeSantis was, I think, in Ohio or Iowa, basically like making speeches instead of talking with the people of Fort Lauderdale. Like, even the mayor of Fort Lauderdale was like, yeah, the, the governor hasn't called us, and we're underwater. We're literally underwater. And so... Shaking whole, my head. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. And so it's interesting. This is certainly one of those things that puts people in kind of a weird spot because, you know, like, I personally like giant corporations controlling thing. Probably not a great thing. Right. This is sort of a unique situation. I'm, I'm not necessarily, like, someone who's, like, supporter of, like, massive corporations. Right. I, I do work for a massive corporation, but it's kind of like maybe maybe they shouldn't have as much control. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the way the control is being seated, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not the best. Like, maybe it's not a political move that needs to happen. Like, one interesting thing that has, has popped up in the last few days is um, Disney they maintain their own attractions and rides and they have their own safety boards that come and inspect the attractions. It's all internal by Disney oh, okay. and they self-report on stuff. So if someone gets hurt on a ride, they have to self-report. And uh, so some things have come out where like uh, a child uh, broke his foot on a ride 
and uh, Disney reported it as injured his foot instead instead of had a broken foot. Uh. And like I think there was someone like actually like cracked their neck or something, and they were like, oh, he has n- like numbness in their neck instead Rather of saying than- like, oh, they broke their neck because mm-hmm. you know legal issues and whatnot. So. Florida is now talking about being able to send in their own inspectors to inspect some of the attractions and stuff, and kind of keep them up to. I'm okay with that. Which yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Necessarily, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like okay, having like a third party come in right. and be able to like inspect things and check on stuff. Again, I'm not saying that Disney isn't maintaining their rides properly. Like Disney, sure. it isn't. It, you know, they don't want to be known as like a, a place where I rides f- break. Right. I feel like Disney, like the brand, especially the, at the theme parks, like they have a pretty high standard. Yeah. But like, of course, it's the mouse. Like yeah. we know they're not going to want to like call. I, a, an injured foot, something broken, because yeah. when people find out, people breaking themselves on a ride doesn't look good. Yeah, but and like the whole thing of like no one dies at Disney World, and right? That's, that's kind of a myth, but exactly. you know, same idea. It's like they don't want Disney doesn't want you know, and Universal and SeaWorld yeah. don't want their names associated with negative things. Right. So it's like, hey, you know, we don't want to say what happened here because maybe it'll get in the news and all of a sudden becomes a bigger thing. And so right, a bigger headline than like, okay, yeah, like it, it was broken, but they're also fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. <laughs> And then, you know, media loves reporting on, like, you know, show the blood first. But right. Anyway, so th- there's some interesting things there that I'm not necessarily, dis- like, uh, you know, disagreeing with. Like, there's some oversight that could come totally. into play. But even, like, you look at, you know, Disney's maintained the roads around Disney World, and they're always spectacular. Yeah. And <laughs> yes. then you go drive down I-4, and it's like, oh, okay, things are a bit different here. Yeah, you, you death? Five, uh... <laughs> yeah, you get 535, and it's like, the roads suddenly aren't as smooth as they They've are when you get... rebuilding I-4 for 10 years, Jack. No, they're, they're adding a toll to it right now, too. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's kind of a back and forth, and, you know, and this isn't going to end anytime soon. DeSantis, you know, if he does run for president, it'll be next year, and so it's going to be it's gonna be going on for quite a while, and we'll see much more back and forth as the Todd suddenly come you know they keep meeting um there's a bunch of different other websites out there that are reporting on specific meetings uh, mickey views just went to the meeting yesterday oh filmed the whole thing and kind of broke it down a little wow. bit uh everyone's gonna come into it with their own biases and whatnot take that sure. out as you will but um yeah and so th- it's, it's very i'm very curious to see where this leads because mm-hmm. you know is this a thing where it's like disney disney and the loyals will just kind of run roughshod over florida is it something where desantis is going to use this as a chance to make political moves and like show his power mm-hmm. will this backfire on him and make it look like oh suddenly it's t- to me i th- i think it's kind of a not a great move because florida uh, disney in florida disney world the, the disney company excuse me in florida is the largest employer in the state right the largest employer in the state mm. and now you're attacking that company you're attacking all mm-hmm. the tax dollars that come from that company all the right. taxpayers from the employees of that company yeah and you're just going after them so hard and like suddenly it's like we want to like torpedo our own thing we want to put a, a prison right. next to the most ha- the happiest place on earth i don't i don't understand how that they people don't see the negative side of I'm that i'm just so. saying like tourism is like the primary i feel like economy booster in a lot of states, Florida being one of them, especially Orlando. So, you know what I mean? Like, you need to kind of be a little bit more... in favor of compromise and like yeah. and like negotiation, like there is there is a level of understanding, but Florida, yeah, y'all yeah. need Disney. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like imagine yeah. Florida without. It. I was like, what y'all got? Maybe Miami. Oh yeah, I mean look at look at Orlando before Walt showed up, and right. I was like, it was literally swamps, and Nothing. now it's, it's you know one of the largest cities in Florida. You know, so so I'm like, all right, come on, like at some point you might you might need to bend the knee, y'all. You well, might or, or under, at least understand like, hey, let's work together to make something. I don't want to show up and be like, you're doing this wrong, and I'm going right, to attack you. Right. Uh, my last little note on this is uh, the state of uh, uh, of uh, North Carolina 
just recently, like as of this week, are putting together a bill to offer Disney to move to their state. <laughs> so I don't I don't think I'm that'll sorry. happen. I mean, it sounds That's so funny. It, it's pretty funny. I mean, there's a lot of room up there. But at the same time, you know, the amount of land and the amount of infrastructure built out for Disney, it's. I can't imagine they would ever just lift up Magic Kingdom and drop it in another state. That's a lot more no. goes into it than that. I could see ultimately them building a new park I'd somewhere park. else. Like instead of maybe doing a fifth gate in Florida, it's like, hey, maybe we'll open up a first gate right. out Disney in Nor- World, North Disney Carolina. Land, yeah. Disney Palace. You know, Universal's <laughs> opening up a park in Texas now. And right. Like for, uh, you know, it's a, it's a thing where Texas has a lot of land. There's a lot of empty space yeah. in Texas. That if you know Disney wanted to show up and kind of quietly start purchasing mm-hmm. land, they could they could get enough room in the state of Texas to build a whole park. Surely, no Texas politician would ever pull a stunt like this <laughs> with Disney either, Jack. Mm. Good point. Good point. So, anyway, let us know in the comments what you think about all this. What, what your thoughts and opinions are on this. Again, for the most part, I feel like, you know, like the the Republican government in Florida is overstepping their bounds a bit to try to make a statement about like you're a company that supports, you know, you know, LGBTQIA plus like you support them. And so we don't support you. And it's like, but why all of a sudden? And it's a mess. And uh, and so Bob Chapik is the one who kind of started all this stuff. He mm. very it was very clear that Bob Chapik did not want to get into this. Like he sure. was like, let's just be quiet and let it settle. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he had uh, actors who worked on Disney productions. He had tons of cast members uh, basically come out saying, like, we need to make a statement like this is our home. Right. We, we want you to say something. So he kind of begrudgingly had to make a sort of a really crappy statement mm-hmm. honestly and then DeSantis attacked him for that so now Bob Iger who's returned as the CEO he was the CEO stepped down Chapek stepped in and Chapek's now gone and Iger stepped back in as CEO Iger is a little bit more savvy when it comes to this stuff and, I see and so uh the last time the uh you know the when when Florida came out and started making some hubbub about this the uh the tweet right after a bunch of things came out from DeSantis was that now in California Disney is su- uh, celebrating the very first official Pride Night at Disneyland in California really so they have a thing in Florida called Gay Days where essentially yeah. they have an unofficial day where it's like people come in wearing red shirts and it's like celebrating you know like you know gay and queer people and and like have a great time I work them they're a blast that's awesome everyone's super friendly but it's always been an unofficial thing they're having the very first official Pride Night at mm. Disney in California. And they announced that right after them saying, like, we're not going to support your woke policies. And it's like, cool, we're having a gay night. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So it's 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 kind of interesting sort of watching the back and forth. And yeah. we'll see how it happens. And, again, wherever you fall on this, it's fascinating. Again, oh, yeah. like, like Ben said, let them fight. It's, it's, it's been... It's literally Disney Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for it, Jack. I'm here for the tea. And I'm going to need like constant updates oh, yeah. from oh, this. Like I need, we need to check in because this is an yeah. ongoing situation. Yeah, we'll be checking in over the next few weeks. It's it's going to be interesting. Honestly, the only sort of people who are losing in this situation are the taxpayers in Florida because uh, uh, DeSantis and the rest of the Republican government are now hiring a lot of lawyers to fight this and taxpayer money is what's paying for those lawyers. Wait, so, what? Yeah. Okay, now we riot, y'all. Now we riot. <laughs> so... That's that's the uh, the rough part of it. But <laughs> anyway, more updates will come. I'll try to keep you guys up to uh, date on this. Let us know. This is a new. Uh, we've never really done sort of a news 
episode yeah, of Annual Pass. And so I kind of dig this, and it's got a little, you know, it's going to be a little bit more uh, kind of up to date, and we'll try to do more stuff like this. So let us know if, how you feel about this stuff in the comments over at roosterteeth.com. And, uh, and yeah, because I'm curious, because I, I like doing this stuff. I like being a little bit more topical. Mm -hmm. I love talking about attractions and shows and stuff, but it's certainly one of those things where, like, this feels like we can be a little bit more in the moments, a little mm -hmm. bit more present, you know, and so hopefully we can do more stuff like this. We're not, we're not straying away from the old stuff just yet, but anyway, let us know what you feel about in the comments. Um, yeah. But uh, BK, do you feel like you learned anything today? Yeah, I actually really enjoy listening to you like <laughs> give these updates and kind of chat news and chat things theme parks. Like yeah. this was fun. I enjoyed this. Well, hey, if you like hearing me talk about news, you should maybe check out Inside Gaming, YouTube.com/slash/InsideGaming, where we talk about video game news. Ooh. You know, that's a pretty cool website. I'm just saying, everyone should go over to it. I'll be working <laughs> over there a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Let us know how you feel about this in the comments. I'm very curious about this one. And uh, and yeah, so. Until then, stay safe. Oh, yeah, I mean, grab some merchandise, store.roosterteeth.com. Follow social media, annual underscore pass on Twitter, Instagram, annual pass pod on TikTok, youtube.com slash annual pass. I'm going to cough. <coughs> you had that. I had it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let us know what you feel. And uh, until then, take care of yourself, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. See ya. See ya.